Welcome back to the Conversion Coke Podcast. My name is Travis Halverson, and I am joined today by my host, Ryan Netter, co-host. Ryan, it's been a while since I've been here. I feel like it's been like six or seven episodes. I think we kicked you off for a little bit. I know. I got in trouble for swearing probably too much. <laughs> and I hate to say it, but I don't fucking care. Um, but... It's no, it's it's good to be back. I just have had a lot of meetings that have been in, but really good meetings, beneficial yes. meetings to what we're trying to build and what we're trying to do. Super excited for things that are going to be coming. Build soon. it and they will come. God, that is such a good movie. <laughs> is that Field of Dreams? That is Field of Dreams. Is that Kevin Costner? Yeah. Man, that he is the best. He reminds me of my father sometimes. Whenever I see him, like this, that's my dad for sure. I remember seeing I mean, that one. Dad, little... Your dad's a good guy. Dad is a good guy. That's great. My dad's like Robert De Niro. If you're not in the family trust or the family circle, <laughs> then you're not in the family. You get okay. Oh my gosh, that is great, man. <laughs> Who was I talking to? Is it Nikki or I was just like, my mom's my best friend? <laughs> She's just like, really? Really? She's like, <laughs> talking about how my mom's just the nicest woman ever. My mom really is. It, she is just. It's always funny because we joke about how we're part of living and my mom's part of place. Yeah, and you're like, like, my mom over for place is like the TC version of me for them. That's why you're like, mom, we don't care what we say on here. Don't listen to it. It's not for you. Yeah, mom. Ignore this. <laughs> this is Livian only. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is Livian only, mom, okay? No, but, well, hey, what are we talking about today? Mm, giving up control is what we've been talking about a lot. Dude, give up control just to literally everybody, in a sense. Mm. I like talking about it because, like, my favorite quote, and I always say, is never be tied to the end result or mm. don't be married to the end result. I don't think people understand what that looks like. I don't think anybody understands what that looks like. I, I feel mean, like I'm so for... simple-minded that I just can only give up control because I don't care. I think in the world sometimes, too, you look at, um, would you say, almost like naive and different things. Like, you just don't know any other way, Trav, which just helps you sometimes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like no, yeah. when there's just like when you're it's like Peaky Blinders. Do you have those people that just don't know any of the right or the left that they're kind of getting distracted? Like I, when we were talking about Eric on our podcast the other day, like knowing information sometimes too much can sometimes do a disservice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's the problem. It's like you can talk people out of buying or selling real exactly. estate sometimes. Yeah. And I, I get it. Like we're not in the we're not in the market to be forcing people to buy when it's not beneficial to them because that's just like your fiduciary duty to the client in a sense. To like, I mean, when you're building relationships and things like that, you're trying your best to guide the process yeah. you're trying your best just to help people we're in the relationship business not necessarily in the sales business yeah but i mean it's always it's always interesting to see people that can't give up control and i talk about it a lot and what i was saying to you is like the bigger you get as an agent it's such a double-edged sword because that means the more like relationships you actually have to maintain and or manage and it's like the bigger you get the more relationships you start fight start falling through the cracks yeah. the more missed opportunities yep. you actually have so it's just difficult to see and like i i love seeing the people once they actually do give up control like you see that light bulb trigger you know what i mean it's pretty go cool so go up a little bit everybody yeah. always can hear me can I, put this in, I can put this in my mouth right <laughs> i couldn't fit this in my mouth there'd be no way it'd be insane but now i can't see you so i'm trying to figure out how to do this thing oh there you go oh here you go now i can see your face this is great awesome cool Cool. Um, so I think, again, going into – but, guys, it, where this conversation came from and where this subject came from is that we, um, you know, we train about 60-plus uh, about teams in Livian on, um, you know, on, a, on, on follow-up. We're their lead management system, right? So we're controlling over 800,000 leads within Livian. And what we've been focusing on a lot more is when we say agent control is just – it's not telling people – like, you have to realize if you're in real estate and you're as good as you are – 
you're an entrepreneur where you do have control and we want that in you. You know what I mean? You're mm -hmm. the reasons why you guys can be in this business and can bear with this business and can bear, um, you know, sometimes the ups and downs that kind of comes with this business. But when we kind of say the control aspect is that when you guys, and I think it's, you know, we can bring up new agents and I, you know, new agent on our team, I'll, I'll just, you know, Carrie coming in and understanding the aspect. Shout out to Carrie. Yeah. Um, understanding that, you know, the leverage of what a team's giving to her. She hasn't even started with us guys and understanding and just introducing her to the leverage that she will have when um, lead generating and lead converting. She's like, Ryan, I haven't even started yet, but I feel better. Oh, she goes, I don't have to go home. I can maybe talk to my kids. I can do this kind of stuff. And it's like, I haven't even started yet, but just knowing that I don't have to go do this, to do that, to do this, to do this, you know what I mean? And, and being able to focus solely on finding my, um, you know, customers what they need. See, those are the dogs like Elena who like, give up control yeah. because they know it's beneficial towards them and they know that they can actually and they give it up produce pretty, more pretty quickly as well right everybody always asks like when are you going to see the results like the quicker you let go and allow the results to continue to keep taking their their, their place i would say yeah no for sure and like the funny thing was and we're going to use this as an example because we talked about it there was an agent when we were at uh keller williams mega camp um two weeks ago is it two weeks ago yeah last week two. two weeks ago um, and we were there and we were talking to one of the agents and it's a high producing agent down in uh, Atlanta and she is going to probably do 50 units. Yeah, she'll probably do about 50 units this year. Yep. But I asked her, I said, hey, where's your like, where's your database? So when I get into your follow up boss, I can only see like 500 clients. I know like you've been in the business for a, a little bit and I know you should have more than that. She goes, oh, I have 2500 in this Excel sheet. I said, that's awesome. I said, that's great. I said, where are your notes for these people? Like, Where are you tracking when to follow up with them next and stuff? And she goes. Well, in all honesty, with the thing that's actually happening and the stuff. Oh, oh, hey. What's up? Oh, no, what's up? Hey, coach. <laughs> hey, coach. <laughs> Good. We're talking about giving up control. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're getting it dialed in. Now, we're talking about the fact that like when these agents come in and they can't give up control, they put stuff in like a like they put 2,500 leads in an Excel sheet instead of their CRM because they don't necessarily understand the technology in a sense. And when we ask her, hey. Out of these 500 leads, who do you actually know? The ones that have been in the CRM. If they're not in your Excel sheet, when are you planning on following up with them? Well, she said, like, well, I mean, I don't necessarily know how all those got in there. I think some are, it's a mixture of both. And I said, okay, well, I see here that you have 20 sec, like 26 quickly leads. And mm -hmm. those are like the, the sign calls that you text that all comes across as like the listing that they like wanted to talk about and like just a name and a phone number. And sorry, I'm going on with the story. But the thing no, is, though, is great story. when it comes down to it, I said, hey, are you okay if I text these 26 leads? And she goes, well, what are you going to say? I said, well, why does it matter? You've never talked to them before. Exactly. And the thing is, is everybody wants to, everybody wants to not do it until it's about to happen or anybody like everybody wants to control it when it's about to happen. They want to control what the message is going to be. But the real thing comes down to is like the more control you have on it, you'll just think about it so much about what the message needs to say. And then you'll just never do it. Never do it. So I asked her, I said, Hey, I'm just going to send a message. And I'm just going to say, is this no longer, contact first name to all 26 of these people and she said okay go ahead and i'm like they all registered for your listing so i mean they're all your leads so i sent it and like there was one example and it was like hey is this no longer lafonda and the lead responded like instantly and said well who is it then that's all it said and i just said hey this sorry we got to block yeah we got to block that out <laughs> we said we wouldn't use the agent's name but this is agent's name <laughs> And uh, just basically wanted to touch base with you. You had some, like, you had thoughts about buying or selling a while back. Just wanted to know if it's still top of mind or, like, on the back burner in a sense. And the lead replied and said, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I actually just closed on my home last Friday. 
and even said sorry and apologized to the agent for <laughs> the fact that she didn't use her in a sense. And I just laughed. I said, you're such a good agent. Burn the hole in her tummy. Yeah, you have, you're such a good agent that you're going you're gonna to able to close 50 homes out of an Excel sheet. I said, imagine if you leveraged your systems around you and you leveraged the people around you that can do the follow-up for you to just throw opportunities at you. Like you'd be doing 70 to 80 units a year easily and trying to educate her on that stuff. We would all do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, she she right there kind of understood and understands where we're coming from and why you have to give up control because it's just going to make you better. The bigger you become, the more leverage you need to consider like and continue those conversations and relationships. So sorry for the wrap. No, no, no. I think that, I I mean, it's beautiful job. Um, I would say, you know, a lot of the times, guys, what we're really getting at and I think it's the pinpointing more and more that Travis and I don't sell homes. And you guys, when you're listening to this, like allow us to focus on this stuff because you guys are focusing on the hard stuff that you have to focus on. If we came into your worlds and you guys started spewing out things that you do most of the times and our agents do to us and we're like, sounds great, still don't know what you're talking about. Like guys, we're not the expert on that, but what we're telling you is that Travis has taken it upon himself with communication that it's not in your best world to be asking and doing some of these things and these questions. So what you can do is is leverage yourself and allow yourself to have leverage. If you don't in living and you're like, I don't have, you know, I'm not in living, I don't have something called Canary, I don't have a nurturing system. Like what, what does that look like? Guys, we all can have it and it's all very similar and it's not overthinking it and it's usually second grade to third grade processes when you actually start to realize it. Oh, for sure. But it's just giving you, it's it's just giving you more of a view. The more something's in your life, you're going to always have it in the back of your mind. Your subconscious is always going to be speaking to you of like, I need to do that. I need to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is baggage. That is baggage on you. That is detrimental to you. That is detrimental to your mindset. Right. When you're coming every day and saying, I'm going to do something and then you don't do it it hurts. It hurts yourself. And so when you give yourself the space of, I am going to do it, but I'm going to do it solid and really good with 20 people or 50 people, then it's not, Oh, well, I have 2000 of these people. I'm really, I'm going to try to do it with all of them. Cause I don't be a baller. Yeah. Like you find out the people that are doing really good is they have leverage, man. Yep. And you know, it was funny because I, I used this and it was actually Nikki that told me this quote, not necessarily a quote, but kind of the whole concept behind it. But she said, Travis, whenever you pick up like a like a handful of rice and you have it in your hand, mm. if you have your hand flat right here and like there's a lot of like area for like control and things to go around it, air to go around it and stuff, I said you can hold on to a lot of you can hold on to a lot of like rice, right? You pick up a lot of rice and you can have a lot in your hand. But the second that you grip that handful of rice, you start missing things through like things start falling through the cracks. You can only hold on to so much. Yeah. You start to hold on to so much that there's like a diminishing return on it where yes. it's like, you're going to miss opportunities other, other places. Or if you pull from somewhere, you're going to miss something over here. You know what I mean? The more control you have. So mm-hmm. like if you just aren't tied to the end result or you're just allowing things to be leveraged around you and you just focus on the things that are here and the now as a real estate agent, like it's going to allow your database to kind of grow more and still keep those conversations. All you need to do is put a fence around your database in a sense. As long as those leads are coming to your IDX and your search site, you basically have them. And I talk about this a lot because I always say, who was it? I think it was Reed that was asking me. He's like, Hey man, what do I do with these leads that come back to my website? I want to like, they're not talking to me. I said, every time they come back to your website, pretend that they are talking to you. Yeah. Pretend that those leads are actually communicating with yeah. you just with action and by looking at something. Because if I was to look up homes for sale in Michigan right now or homes to sale in Wisconsin, where do you think your website, your search site, where do you think your search site pops up on those lists yeah. in Google? Yeah. And it's 
not even close to the top 50 because yeah. you'll see Zillow, you'll see Realtor.com, you'll see all these different portals. But the fact that they're coming to your website instead of anybody else's, don't burn the relationship by trying to control what's happening. Don't burn the relationship by just always calling them, always texting them. Give it time to like cultivate the lead and just yeah. be like, hey, thank you for coming to my website. Make a mental note, make a note that you said thank you and then move on. Yep. Yep. And actionable items, guys, like I know you guys always want to take away is that just take a couple people sometimes like we did with um, that agent and, and just be able to send something like if you haven't talked to them or if you never talked to them, like be a human in them and ask them like, do you have the right name? Like, is this Travis question mark? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Do I have am I communicating with the right person that is interested in real estate? And you guys, you can start little steps by that and being able to build some of the confidence that you will get some of these negative responses. I get that, that you guys are all hiding from this response that you don't want to get, you know what I mean? But then when the response comes that you do get one that you do want, then you're sitting there still like, well, what do I do next? And I think that agent that you, you were talking about when you started doing that and they did answer, then she was like, okay, so now what I said, and I'm like, now this is your groove. This yeah. is what you should be good at. Yep. When somebody's landed in and said, Hey, this is me. Who are you? And you're like, all right, now I'm on my wheelhouse. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I talk about a lot is like, just always have like, and as you're saying, like always have a next step. Like if you know you're going to send a text to someone, if that lead doesn't reply to you, what do you say to them tomorrow? Like you don't just send one text and just hope that they respond to it. You need to consistently do follow. I think that's a great concept then, Trav. If you're looking at it to kind of implement some of these little plays, then come up with something that you can say for five days almost maybe, right? Or go into like you send one text message and maybe have something prepared that you can go into the next text message and that you feel a little bit prepared and that you're not kind of offset by somebody that's saying something different, right? And guys, I just want you to let you know, like when Travis kind of goes into, I, I mean, this is a personal opinion. I'm gonna say that as personal opinion. I believe that nothing's gonna happen in the next 12 months. Not like address like everything, something always happens, but I do not think that interest rates or inventory will change drastically for anybody to say, well, that still hasn't changed. I'm still not gonna do it, right? So when Travis says, guys, allow people to continue to keep coming back to your database and don't affect, don't like impact that relationship to chase them away, is to always just have some sort of message ready to go that you're not overthinking that process. But what you have to do is find trigger words that when somebody does say something, then you're back in your realm again and you understand that you're staying in front of them to educate them more, right? Like you're gonna have to stay in front of these people. You're gonna have one conversation. You're gonna have to probably have 50 conversations with these people because they are, and like Travis says, they're speaking about it, guys. 50% are first-time home buyers now, more mm -hmm. and more, right? And so I will tell you, as before we started getting into this business, that even if we say we don't sell houses, we still don't understand sometimes like bank accounts that you have to check out, interest that you have on credit cards, right? Like credit that you've never checked out, like different things that oh. we're educating ourselves on, right? Like, and that's what you realize is that's what's happening in the world. Guys, there's so many, yes, we understand the baby boomers and older population, but you have to realize of how much more are now starting to become the millennials that use this technology. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They know what you're freaking doing, guys. Don't be. It's like that's oh, you I, really like, didn't want to say fuck right there. You yeah, tried yeah, so hard. <laughs> doing God, good. I huh? love it. Um, so you, what, what you talking to yesterday, Trav? We're training some of those, you know, people in Los Angeles, and they're, you know, they are younger, and so they understand. I'm like, guys, you understand what we're talking about? That when we do these things, you're like. I know what they're trying to do. Like when you remarket to someone or yeah. you retarget to someone, you're like, they're just, it's clickbait, but then it still makes you do it. Right. But like that's what Chris and I talked about. It's like when you're sold really good, you look at that person and you're like, or sold really well. You look at a person, you're like, wow, you really sold me today. But man, if I could buy this today, I would, you know what I mean? But I can't. Yeah. But the problem is that things you'll run into, whether or not they're younger, like whether or not they're younger yeah, agents yeah, yeah. or wherever they're at, they're still going to always be 
they're always going to be taught by the person above them or the mentor who it was. And those, a lot of those people still have the same mentality that they had 10 to 15 years ago when the market was completely different. And while we're on this call, I literally got a a phone call from a number that I do not know and I'm not going to answer it. You know what I mean? But now if they text me, I will respond to it. I'm not even going to text them because they just called me. They can't text me. I'm not going to, I don't need to chase whoever that is. You know what I mean? In a sense of, if you're not open for different, like if you're not over, like if you're not open in a sense of like, I got to be creative to do this sort of thing, whether you're young or old, there's still going to be different changes in the market. There's gonna be different ways to communicate. There's gonna be different ways to get a hold of people. And I was just talking about it on the call the other day of like, Hey, if you're an agent that's still call, 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 if you're an agent that's still like using just notepad, you're still using like a piece of paper to put, take everything down and you're not open to evolving with the market. Yeah. And you're not open to doing different creative creative things. You're gonna you're gonna just plateau, or you're gonna essentially end up losing to other people. Or, and I was always just saying, if you're not growth minded in the sense of like, hey, I'm only gonna work with these people if they answer the phone. I'm just like, hey, guess what? I can promise you right now, as a buyer, me, I will not use you if you're not willing to text me yeah. because it's not your job to con- like control how we communicate. Yeah. You are coming to my level because if you want me to use you as an agent. That's fine. Set your expectations in the sand. Draw a line in the sand of where you like begin. But if you're not willing to like compromise with the client in a sense of being like, hey, I'm going to shoot him a text message. Oh, they didn't answer a call. It's a, it's a bad lead. It's like, no, I just closed it because they texted me back. Yeah. So like, where are you at in the standpoint of like, hey, if I'm not willing to do these sorts of things, then I'm only going to ever get this many closings or I'm only ever going to work with this group of people. And I think it's because we're having a generation change. Oh, absolutely. At some point, it's not real estate market just changing. You know what I mean? And I think that's where Travis, like real estate markets change and market shifts. And then people go, we need to go back to what we did really good. Oh, yeah. And it's like, well, that really good stuff was the things that you did with calling people a lot of times that now I think it's a it's an industry of generational change to say, hey, like AI and everything, guys, is here. Yep. People are finding out that it's still is not everybody's like it's still not perfect and still not doing what it does guys it's still here okay and you're not getting rid of it and also with texting and tcpa violations people are saying like or or all these cell phone carriers like you're gonna have to do this or you're really gonna be ran out yeah i mean and that again comes into that conversation of control like how much are you guys going to keep saying i'm gonna keep doing this and you're not getting the results exactly all we're gonna say you know i i say it a lot though and it doesn't matter like when it comes down to a sense of like consistency and I was going to read this quote because it was funny because they said it on stage with Gary. Let me see if I can find it. Um, but they're basically talking about giving up control in a sense of, Oh yeah, here it is. It was Tony. I think it's Tony DiCello where yeah. he said the secret of the secret is consistency, right? The secret is consistency. They do the same thing every day. And Gary said, well, that's boring. boring. He says, yep. I tell my clients, the more boring you are, the richer you are. Yep. Cause the thing is what it comes down to is if you can do the same consistent action over and over and over, that doesn't mean do the same, like call, 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 call. You still have to adjust with what you do, but the consistent action is, okay, I'm going to consistently lead generate. I'm going to consistently show up every day. I'm going to consistently do a specific action, not a matter of like, all right, if I lead generate, I'm just going to call during this lead generation. Like, no, I'm going to consistently show up for two hours and generate leads, which is call, text, and email. Okay, yep. Be open to what the actual generational change calls for. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I mean, that's just, that's ultimately what I think about a lot. I know that's a, I know that's a weird thing to think about when I'm no. sleeping at night, but. No, it's, a, it's strong. And so, guys, as you can tell today, we just wanted to give more actionable items of meeting more with agents that we're finding out with these, you know, generational changes or just shifts in markets. Generational. Right? The shifts in markets He's that you just. southern, Chris. <laughs> you hear it? I hear it. 
the generational change or, you know, the shifts in markets is that there's just guys, there's going to be less people doing this and bigger businesses doing it. You know what I mean? There's going, you're going to look around and you guys are just going to start seeing the same thing and the same people and the same businesses and the same brands because they're just the ones that are going to continue to keep, you know, striving for that consistency or for where they have made that change, right? People are going to be acquired. And so all we're saying is own yourself. Don't feel like even if you're going to a team or you're being acquired or you're going into something that has more leverage that you failed, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's something that people have to look at is like giving up the control is to say, hey, you know, and that's something like our coach looks at guys is that, oh, I'm on my own. I'm making all that. Well, no, no, no. Did you just see your PL of how much you just made to how much you just spent? Yeah. And instead of being on a team and understanding the control that you can give up to say, how much do you actually making and not having to then go spend on to make more right yep. like that's the thing and the concept of it so all we're asking guys and if you're one of those ones out there um you know hit us up have a conversation about it what does it mean by giving up control i think sometimes it's hard for it and it's actually very simple for us to tell you and sometimes it's maybe hard for you to see it until you actually start to see it and feel it you yep. know what i mean yep yep so no completely agree uh tune in next time for maybe if i'm here Maybe if you're here. Is there an outro song? Do we have an outro song? No, we can just go back and you just go. <laughs> the same outro song as the intro song. <laughs> That's fucking hey, fire. Say, we're going to see you uh, next. See you. And we're going to subscribe. And we're going like to like the podcast. If you like the podcast, like the podcast. If you don't like the podcast, just like the podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. And by the way, boom, boom. Django made it. Django's today. here. Lex, Lexi would love that he said it. <laughs> little cross-eyed demon. Django, love can him. you do one thing and say, I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Touchdown. We did it. Good job, Django. You're so unchained right now. Oh, we can't see him. We can't see him. All right. Bye. Fair enough.